Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every old night. I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care, no. A white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for Monday, July 31st. You a bunch of low lifers. And I hope you're doing well out there. Hope every single one of you. Are doing well out there. And uh, yeah, you're a lowlifer. If you listen to the show, you're a lowlifer. I don't care if you're some CEO of some corporate corporate thing in life and you think you're better than everybody. You're still a lowlifer. You're hanging out with the lowlifers if you have tuned in. So welcome, lowlifers one and all. Uh, this is a podcast about bass fishing. It's about music. It's about my life at times. It's about all kinds of stuff. So welcome. We're doing it again. We've been doing it for almost six years, which is hard to believe. Here in a couple of weeks, it will be the six-year anniversary of this insanity. That is for damn sure. Whew, to quote Hudson Duncan, it is, uh, we've gone from global warming to global boiling. That's what he said. He said he saw him a TikTok that said that, and that's how it feels right now. It is not fat man friendly in southern middle Tennessee right now. You walk outside, you better have your baby powders on, boy. Better get ha, ha, have, have your baby powders ready. <laughs> Phew, it is hot. Me and the boys fished yesterday for a little bit, and uh, the water temperature was 88 degrees. Say it with me. 88 freaking degrees on the Tennessee River. So uh, we went catfishing. Call me Luke Linder, son, because I am a multi-species master these days. Started my year with them crappie, trying to figure that deal out, and now I'm live baiting for catfish using an eagle claw circle hook, having the time of my life. Living that Hank Williams Jr. life, okay? Country boy can't survive, okay? Forever rowdy. <laughs> Been living that Bocephus life, son. Ain't, ain't no trot line. We're using rods and reels. Shotgun rifle on a four-wheel drive. An express bass boat. The missing verse that you never knew. But Hank done it this way. <laughs> That's pretty much the week I've had right there. Just... uh Catching catfish from dusk till dawn, more from like four in the afternoon to dark. But now, me and uh, Hudson Ryder had a great time doing that this week out in the express. I know the lenders had a line. I, I'm, I'm making the express the multi species rig, dude. X21. All right, let's get into this. Got a good show, got a good interview for you. Uh, can't wait to uh, to talk to our guest today. He has been on the show multiple times and uh, is always a good time having him on. But first, let's thank the sponsor, StarTron, kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed, weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your lawnmower, most importantly in that outboard engine. Because all this fuel out here, it's that bad gas. It's got 10% ethanol in it. It will gum up the works. 
StarTron, it's easy. You keep it in the truck. Little dab will do you every time you fuel up, whether it's the truck or the boat. But those outboards really don't like that ethanol. So make sure you fight it, kick it in the teeth with StarTron. Pro Guide Batteries, ProGuideBatteries.com. One of the oldest names in the battery game that got into the lithium world a couple years ago. They've got all their new lithium trailer motor batteries. They're some lithium cranking starting batteries with their AGMs on ProGuideBatteries.com. LBL10 will save you cash. Trust me, they're quality, quality products made by quality people. ProGuideBatteries.com, LBL10. Bait-Works.com, Bait-WRX for works. It's a little, it's, it's, it's shorthand for works. WRX. Bait-Works.com, Duncan-10 saves you money, lets them know you're a low-lifer. Duncan-10 at Bait-Works. They got those LOB jigs, the power finesse jig with the custom trocar hook, finer than frog hair skirt, available in seven colors, two sizes. Go get them exclusively at Bait-Works. Where else can you get LBL right on the package other than an LOB jig from Bait-Works.com? Lots of other things in stock right now. A lot of new things in stock on on the site. If you deep in the south, deep down in the south, like Whiskey Meyer said, maybe throwing a big spoon. They got them Dixie Jet spoons. They got all kind. They got all your big spoons. The James Watson Worldwide Spoon, Duncan Dash Ten. Go check them out. It's spooning season right now, indeed. Last but not least, the reason I'm recording this a couple days early, a couple days early, hang the freaking banner. <laughs> Express boats. The original all-welded aluminum bass boat, the Bassmaster Classic winning aluminum. First ever Bassmaster Classic aluminum boat champs. The freaking Express Boat X21, fastest hole shot in the game. Yamaha show 250 on the back of that bad boy. But don't, but don't sleep on the other models, the X19, the Bay Boats, the H17s. But why I'm recording this early, I'm going to get to go see all the new-new at their Dealer meeting in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I'm going to be out there for a couple of days. So check them out, expressboats.com. Building excitement since 1966. Yeah, actually recording this on Saturday. You're listening on July 31st, but recording on Saturday and uh, the St. Clair Elite is not over with yet, but they're smashing up there. So I want to retract my statements from earlier this year where I was like, damn, I think St. Clair is really not fishing that good. Uh yeah, it's fishing amazing this week. Took almost 20 pounds a day to make the top 50 cut. Taku Ido ain't afraid of ghosts, and he ain't afraid of no smallmouth. He's up there doing work. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the Taku episode because it was fun. And Cowboy Joe, Joey Suentes, him and uh, Taku battling it out up there. Joey catching them, dude, like top 10 AOI. It's my boy right there, Blue. And I think it was really uh, it was the low-budget live at the Classic that turned it around for him. I mean, I know he had just won the Elite at Seminole, but I think playing percussion with us for the Low Budget Live 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 at the Classic, really, you know, we, we got him on the straight and narrow. He partied with me and Shannon Wheeler that night, and now look at him. <laughs> like I said, he had just won an Elite Series, but I feel like we had something to do with that. Shannon Wheeler and I do take a lot of credit for Joey's success. Uh, a lot of, lot of storylines going on up there. Brandon Cobb and Kyle Welch are duking it out for AOI with a couple of events to go. It is uh, it's interesting to see, man. Welcher, uh, he was able to keep it between the ditches, but Cobby's got a little bit of a lead over him now. Um, be interesting to see how that one plays out. I, I am fascinated with guys like Taku, though, and their ability to come here and just smash. Just freaking smash. So so crazy to me, but uh, especially on lakes they've never been on. But with technology, man, and their techniques, like anything's possible. It's, it's, uh, it's so cool to watch. Um, so... Will Taco pull it off? Taco pull it off. You guys are going to be watching this on Monday, and you already know the answer. You already going to know the answer. I do not yet, though, as I record on Saturday. Quick, uh, just some shout-outs I want to give out. Some shout-outs, shout-outs. People used to get so mad when I said shout-out all the time. I remember that from the early days of LBO. Uh, I used to fill up my quit saying shout-out. <laughs> but shout-out to Matt Steffen for winning the final Tackle Warehouse Invitational of the Year. Matt is a fantastic dude. He's a veteran tournament angler. Comp- competed against him when I fished the FLW Tour there. Great, great dude. And uh, it's awesome to see him get a dub. He's going to the BPT along with guys like Nick Hatfield, my buddy, Keith Carson, my dude. Keith Carson, uh, who really I feel like MPFL kind of exposed to the world a little bit. Now he's going to uh, play around the BFL. Gray Buck, 
another great guy. He's been mixing it up. He's going to get to go to the BPT. But uh, what the coolest story, Marshall Robinson, Marty's son, uh, that fished the Elite Series, fishes BPT. Marty's son, Marshall, going to join his dad on the Bass Pro Tour. I think that's just such a such a neat story, man. Such a neat story. Uh, congrats to that young man. He is certainly a, a fish catcher. And then Ron Nelson wins his second Angler of the Year. Second. He turned BPT down the first time, so will he go this time? Ron Nelson, obviously a stud um, on and off the water. You seen the pictures of his hair? You kidding me? He had that J.T. Kenny look about him, just suave hair. And I just have hair envy. Y'all know me, my bald ass. Got some hair envy. Uh, but congrats to Ron for winning a second AOI, holding off Michael Neal, who was going for his third angler of the year over there, which is hard to even wrap my mind around. Uh, Mikey on fire as well. And then uh, speaking of BPT, rolling in the last one, Saginaw Bay. Saginaw Bay. Uh, Little Alton the guy that fishes with his dad on the BPT. So now he'll have another father-son duo joining him. But Lil Alton's got a slim lead in the angle of the year over Jacob Wheeler and Ott Defoe. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, that one shake out. Can Lil Alton hold down those monsters and take home his first angler of the year um, dub up there on Saginaw Bay? Uh, the mo- more important question for me is, will – Will everybody's body, their body, help them not fail a polygraph? <laughs> I got sent. Uh, Spencer Sheffield, of course, disqualified. He took the brunt for all the guys that didn't get disqualified. But but Spencer made a video about, you know, trying to justify everything he did and all that. And uh, and he, he said, somebody was like, well, how do you justify failing a polygraph with video evidence? And, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, I've been drugged through the ringer. And I've been sick and blah, blah, blah. My body failed me. And I failed the polygraph. My body just gave in. I failed. Dude, my body fails me all the time, right? Like, I want, I want, a, uh, I want abs, but my body won't let me because I also love cheeseburgers, and it won't allow me to have abs. It's like his body wouldn't allow him to pass a polygraph. There were video evidence of him cheating, and his body, but his body, his body failed him. <laughs> his body is telling him no. Come on, dude. Come on. Come on, dude. Like, just back off the keyboard, dude. Like, maybe don't comment. Maybe don't put that out there publicly that your body has failed you. (laughs) Maybe don't. Maybe don't do that. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, Spencer. But that was one of the dumber things I've ever (laughs) read in defense of getting caught cheating. Caught red-handed breaking rules in a bass tournament. Now, the dude's a stone-cold catcher. He is a fish catcher. But in this event, on video, he broke the rules. Then he failed a polygraph. Your body did not fail you, bud. You failed yourself. Moving on. All right, we're going uh, to get the sauce from this guy right now. Uh, not, not Spencer. We're not getting the sauce. It made it sound like I was, look, Spencer Sheffield. No. Uh, so I, uh, I, I have had this guy on multiple times. I love him because he, he speaks his mind. I've always respected him immensely in the sport of professional bass fishing, except from the first day I ever met him. He absolutely calls balls and strikes. He's one of the only anglers that will do that. We're going to get the sauce from him presented by the W Sauce. This man has $923,000 in career earnings. He's on his way to Saginaw Bay. He's going to take some time out of his schedule to talk to us, and we're going to get him right now, Mr. Zach Burge. Zach Burge, buddy. How are you? Great. <laughs> I feel like I just talked to you just a few minutes ago. Something like that. Yeah, so uh, I, I hope everything's working. I feel like it is, but uh, we'll see. Yes. And if it's not, we'll just we'll just act like this never happened. So what we're referring to, people, because I just shot the – I had to shoot the whole thing over because that's how I roll and because uh, I didn't have any of it, uh, no good audio. And the same thing happened to me last week. I still do not know what the problem is, but – Folks, if you listened to last week's episode, and many of you did, I had to record twice with MPFL champ Trent Palmer. Well, Zach Burge and I have already done this once today, and uh, he is kind enough and bored enough behind the wheel <laughs> of his badass truck to, uh, to to talk to me for a second time. So welcome back. I, I have not counted it up. This is something I thought uh, after I asked you to do this. You've been on LBL you're running up there for like the the record number of appearances. I've got to uh, 
I got to count that to see who's got the most. It was between like you, Brad Knight, uh, John Cox. John Cox may have all of you beat because I've had John on multiple times. But but Burge, uh, the Burge fans love hearing him on Low Budget Live, and I love having Zach Burge. So welcome back. I know what we talked about already, and I think we can uh, we can talk about it again. So I said in this, and I and I'm not trying to pour gas on this fire. You know me. Um, we in our last conversation we said we are changing in our old age. We're getting older. We're trying to be more subdued. We're trying to be new people here folks um but spencer sheffield did say he failed a polygraph because his body failed him. say that again <laughs> okay I, I have to say this again because i got sent this he made a video about failing the polygraph right and dude look there are other people that should have been blamed that should have been dq to whatever spencer did take the brunt of it but spencer on camera broke rules is blatant as hell you can see it but but somebody sent me a facebook comment where spencer made a video about it and spencer said hey man or somebody says well hey how do you justify breaking rules on camera and fell on a polygraph and he was like i've been drugged through the ringer and i'm paraphrasing again but i've been drugged through the ringer and my body basically his body let him down <laughs> That's why he failed the polygraph. Zach Burge because of his body. His body uh, let him down. And I said uh, before I got you on here, I was like, my body lets me down all the time. I want abs and it won't grow abs. It won't let yeah. me eat cheeseburgers and grow abs. Like I, my body <laughs> fails me on a daily basis, but it's never failed a polygraph. <laughs> yeah, my, mine lets me down about ten minutes every day at the gym. Just can't. It just quits. It just says no more. <laughs> yeah. You're done. <laughs> I, have to, I had to bring that up. This is one of the funniest comments. I was like, "Hey, Spencer, just don't, just don't post anything. How about that? <laughs> like, I just wouldn't post anything. Maybe because um, Spencer Can't obviously a good fisherman. Course. Yeah, Spencer obviously a good fisherman. Obviously broke rules. That's fine. He's paying the price uh, when a lot of other guys got away with it. But yeah, I had to. Uh, I I just talked about that before I called you because I got sent that and uh, I can't help it, man. That that laugh because my body does indeed let me down all the time and and uh, so I feel him on that. Yes, <laughs> I, I can relate. You can relate. <laughs> yeah, you can't relate when it comes to breaking rules. You've not ever been known for that guy. Now, what you have been known for is a guy that always speaks his mind. And uh, when we first talked just a little bit ago, and I, and I think it's important to for people to hear this again because i loved i loved your take on it but you are outspoken on social media in person you tend to stand up for yourself you stand up for what you believe in whether that be politically uh socially whatever the case may be but in professional fishing there aren't a lot of zach burges most guys right wrong or indifferent they do they tuck their tail they don't speak up uh you have always been that guy do you feel like that has hurt you in, in the sponsor world, um, more than it hasn't at times. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said a little while ago, it's most certainly, it's most certainly had its negatives and its positives. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cost me some money. It's, it's gained me some money. Um, but like I said, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to be governed by anybody, um, whether it's an individual, a league, company, whatnot. I, I want to associate myself with people that are similar, like-minded, and and that's who I want to. That's who I want to build my brand with, and that's who I want to run my business with. And I and I think it's I think it's over. I think this is my eighth year of fishing now. I think it's taken six or seven years to surround myself with those people and you know I'm, I'm i'm here now and i feel like everywhere that i work everyone that i work with is is very similar minded um and at the same time you know it, it has cost me money uh some some of them that i didn't even realize that was going to be an issue it became an issue and they went a different direction and and some of the deals fell into my lap because of it but you know, like I said, that's that's who I am. That's the brand that I've built, and and it's not your average Joe. No. I'm not mixed in a crowd with a bunch of other people. You know, that's that's kind of part of. 
it, it is, man. You got to be able to stand out, and that's something you've been able to do through social, through your fishing, you know, performances. Uh, you know, just your what I like about the Zach Birds brand, and brand's a weird, a weird word, I guess, but it's what you are, right? That's what you are as an angler. Uh, you're selling yourself. Um, you're selling what you're about to sponsors. But I've always loved how. A, you let it all hang out like you you just send it. Hey, this sponsor owes me money, by God. I love that. Here for that every day because there's so much of that bullshit that does go on in our industry. Uh, they're like, hey, can you make 47 posts a year for us? But also, we're probably going to pay you late. Uh, that, that goes on a lot, and you know that just like I do, and you can insert a lot of companies there, not just that one in particular, but um, there are a lot. But, but you also... And I think this takes a, a real man to do, and, and a guy like Gerald Swindle excels at this as well, is you really open up your life to people. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're at the gym, you show it. If you are working on heavy equipment, you show it. If you're duck hunting, you show it. Turkey hunting, uh, killing every turkey in the Midwest, which you tend to do. Um, they're not safe around Zach Birch. Or ducks. I've te- teased you about that for years. You murder some fowl. Like you, mur- <laughs> you are the reason duck populations are not good. They can't ever make it anywhere else because they can't get past you and your and your damn killer buddies. But uh, but you all you do, man. You open it up, and I think that that is something that is easier said than done for most people, right? Because there are days that I'm sure you're like, hey, screw this. I don't want to. I don't want to post this or show this. Yeah, yeah, um, you know some of my buddies are that way. They don't, they don't want to post every day, and they don't really care for social media. They've got it, but they don't, they don't want to do it. You know, they don't mess with it much. And yeah, they may have some really cool one-off shot that they took. And they're like, yeah, I don't care to post it. I don't really want to. Um, for me, it's it's kind of, you know, you see guys that fish and that's all you say and post about is fishing. There's nothing different. It's, it's the same rhetorical stuff over and over and over yes. and over. Yes. And, and that only goes so far. Like you don't, you don't touch with, um, people that may not be all about fishing. They may be into going to the gym and you can connect with those people, um, by just a few, a few posts here. Cause I like going to the gym too. And I don't, you know, I like, I like letting people know that I go to the gym. I like letting people know that I enjoy being at the house, riding foilers with my kids and, you know, fishing in the pond out back and, and hunting with my buddies. At the same time though, you know, I feel like it's got a pretty, pretty good reach by doing that, but I can also work with companies that, you know, are like a a midway where they're involved they're involved in the entire outdoor industry, hunting, fishing, camping, you name it, guns, reloading, stuff like that. Um, it allows me to work better, feel like I can give them more by doing that versus solely being um, a fishing type image. Yeah, no no doubt. Have, going to Midway real quick, have you ever got to meet Larry Potterfield, the guy that says, thanks for your business at the end of those commercials? <laughs> I have not got to. Damn yet. it! Larry, <laughs> if you're I, watching I hope, this, I hope I get to. Larry, if you're watching this, you better meet Zach Birds, damn it. Okay? <laughs> or you're never going to get to sponsor LBL either. How about that, Larry? Midway <laughs> USA, Larry? Yeah, I, so no joke, I met his son one time on a quail hunt uh ended up at the same place with him in south georgia and uh yeah hung out with his kid and uh his kid was way more into music than he was like guns and uh it was interesting he and i talked music for for two days at this thing but it was uh larry pie and i think it was his daughter as well was at this thing i was at with th one time yeah but it's been many years ago uh seven eight years down the road but uh but yeah the potterfields and of course i was drinking at night at night while i was quail hunting with shotguns 
before you <laughs> comment, people. Uh, but at night at the lodge, and I, of course, I was like, thanks for your business. You know, because I couldn't help myself, dude. What are you going to say funny. when you got them right there? They didn't think it was yeah. funny, uh, as funny as I did, which is most things in my life, Zach. Uh, yeah. I think it's a lot funnier than most do, but, but yeah, I, so you, it's uh there are several of you guys on that midway deal though. That's very cool. Cause they, they just started, they're selling tackle and stuff now too, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they do. They've, man, they've got a tremendous assortment of products that they offer. Um, I, I mean, I, I literally, it's very hard to get on there and not find something. Man. Good thing about it is, which is it's good and bad. One is uh, everybody and their brother knows about them offering stuff yet. So when you when you when you're always kind of just and usually find it in an order, and they've got overnight shipping, all that stuff that you know sometimes it's hard to find. They'll have in in addition to all the hunting stuff, camping stuff, shock, you know, guns ammunition all that good stuff outdoorsman's dream oh, and they got and they got larry potterfield that's all you need to say really and he thanks you for your yeah, I mean, and dude what well, and i'm and i'm and you may think i'm joking but i've always thought that was such an amazing ad just because of the simplicity of it and it was the guy it's like the guy looking in the camera and thanking you for your business like yeah, that that was 100%. like what yeah. a what a terrible business model to actually thank people for spending their hard-earned cash with your company, and he's done it for years and years and years. I can remember getting Midway USA catalogs, you know, at my dad's house, and just you know, going through page by page. Man, that was always a, a an awesome catalog to get um, when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, man, that that's cool. I'm, I'm proud because I think uh, who Polonix on that deal too. So you and Polonix. Yep. Polonix, Mark Rose, uh, Brandon Lester. Yeah, Lester. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The that, uh, Awesome. I mean, if you if you've been watching the outdoor shows as a kid, yeah, yeah, you know, man, I'm, I'm 32 and I can remember watching outdoor shows a long time ago, and and I can remember seeing commercials with him thanking you for your business, yeah, as, as far back as I can remember. You you should you should adopt that. Like when you catch a five pounder, you should say thank you for your business. Just I'm just trying. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I'm a marketing guy. Like you should do hey. that. You start looking at the camera and go and do it just like Larry. Thank you for your business. Right into the camera. That should be the new birds thing. I'm just I'm just saying, it's it's a big sponsor for you. Throw it in there every now and then, bud. Let it see what happens. Good idea. Let me catch a five pound spawn out this week. And yes. I'm turn around and say, well, we're going to need you business. to we're going to need you to catch more than just one <laughs> on Saginaw Bay after what I saw at the MPFL. Um, but so, and we we I asked you this earlier, and I'm going to ask you again. Uh, even though we got a we got a do over here, and I, I had we could talk about it, literally anything. And you will, I'm so ADD. This interview will be totally different than the last one, and it already is, and you know that. <laughs> uh, that's just me. But but dude, you you've had a tougher year. Um, then you normally do. It's been up and down is I think how you would you best describe it. And you've won over 40 grand, but you, you're not solid in the red crest standings. You got to be above 40th. You're 51st. And, and there are some guys that kind of dodged a bullet in the Cayuga craziness. In my opinion, there were several names and I think it probably goes further than the top 10. I think there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of, there were blatant things that happened on camera there, obviously on the top 10, but there were some guys that, that were probably outside the top 10 that beat you in that event as well that weren't playing fair. And so they're ahead of you in the overall point standings. And I know that's got to be frustrated, uh, frustrating for you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like like I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I by no means want to put any blame on anybody else. 99.9% .9 is myself for lack of – performance in a couple of tournaments um it's just i've i've had a handful of good tournaments this year and i've had a couple that have just absolutely sucked uh and there's really no better way to put it than that um and i i have my you know I, it's not out of question i can make red crest i just need a good tournament here at the sure. last one and, and it'll all be good now when you when you when you go back and you look at the situation and the things that kind of shook out, yes, it is a little aggravating to look at it and go, all right, so where would I be if these other scenarios 
hadn't been dealt with the way they should. Mm -hmm. Where would I be sitting now in points versus, oh, there's still a handful of guys above me that probably wouldn't be, and I'd be up by this many points now. There's a lot of things that could have played out, and I don't know that they still will maybe or not. I I have no idea, but, you know, it's – yeah. But at the end of the day, wherever I'm sitting right now, I still have to catch their ass in the next one. No doubt, dude. I, and I get that, and I respect the hell out of that, you know, that mindset that no matter – and you've always been that guy. That no matter what's going on, I mean, you you own you. Uh, that's all you can do is take care of your own business. But you, you made a comment there. Do you think that they're still investigating stuff? Do you think that they're still – they might do more? Or do you think it'll kind of um, just die with the Spencer DQ? Uh, I, I highly doubt they'll do anything else. And in the back of my mind, I kind of hope there's some behind the scenes looking at stuff still. But at the end of the day, there's already been a, there's been a statement made that it's not very common for them to change things once yeah uh, a statement's been made. So there's no telling. Yeah. Why in bass fishing do we run – and JT sent – JT Kenny said it on this show, the first show we did this year in January. And he said, we, co- we, we cover up the things we should cover. Why is it a negative if you go, hey, man, seven dudes cheated on camera. Here you go. Here are their names. Why is that bad? And, and, and I say cheat. I mean, it's, it is breaking a rule. So I say cheating. It's breaking a rule. They won money. But if you, why do we cover that up? Every organization, why is that a black eye if you go, hey, man, Billy Bob sucked this week because he broke a damn rule. Here's what we did. You know what I'm saying. It seems like we do. We have in the, in the sport, there's more of an effort made to hush-hush things. And, and from the pros, that's why I've always respected you so much is you will talk about it openly. Guys like James Watson will talk about it openly. There's so many people that will, will run their mouths like I will that are involved, but then there are equally as many that are, like, texting me behind the scenes telling me, hey, you should talk about this on your show, that also have social media followings bigger than I have that could just go, hey, guys, this sucked and this happened. You know what I mean? Why is yeah. it that? Why is our sport that way? Uh, there's some verbiage that I'd like to say, but I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to say it here. Uh, oh, come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. <laughs> Bottom bottom line is there's a bunch of people that are just, you know, they just they just cower down and go to a corner. You know, they put their nose in the corner like they're in timeout and, and they sit there until somebody takes the pressure off of them. Um and, and that's just it. I mean I, I don't understand it. I mean I, I've I've always been around, you know, or they've been raised and been around people to to you know, man up take responsibility for the things you do, the actions you, you, you play out with. And, um, you know, if you screw up, it's on you. Own it. Yeah. And be a man about it. Yeah. And at the same time, like if somebody does something and I see somebody that cheats or something, by God, I'm calling you out on it. No doubt. Because it's, it's not right. You know, and not only is it not right, it's you're you're stealing from me, stealing from the other guys that are competing. You know, I've, I work my ass off for what I have and to put food on the table for my kids and, and I do it the right way. Um, you know, I, and I, by no means am I saying I've never broke a rule cause I've accidentally broken rules before unintentionally, but I haven't denied it. Not never, not once. Um, it's just how it is. You weren't looking for, but when you broke a rule unintentionally, you weren't looking for a gray area to tiptoe across and hoping you didn't get caught, right? Or blatantly, you know, with a camera over your shoulder doing things. I, I think a lot of the the reason these things happen, too, is you look at a couple of the guys in question have title sponsor deals with MLF sponsors, um, and I think that that conversation certainly comes up every single time. And if you are sitting at home and you don't think those conversations take place, well – I got some uh, oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you, <laughs> like George Strait once said. Yeah. <laughs> Think again. Those kind of conversations do happen, and, and I think they they happen within every organization. Uh, if anything shady ever pops up, that is for damn sure, because, unfortunately, this industry is very small, 
and a lot of those companies do foot the bill for a lot of these tournament organizations. So if Billy Bob is sponsored by uh, General Tire or Toro or whoever, uh, it probably makes the conversation a little harder. Like, yeah, we should DQ him for breaking a rule. No, we'll just yeah. <laughs> we'll just go. We'll just go. Exactly. We'll just go with it. Um, that's why Zach Birds is just a man about town with Larry Potterfield. He ain't tied that's to right. anything. <laughs> You've been tied to things before, but but no longer. You're doing your own damn thing. You've got a you've got a great sponsor stable behind you, dude. And uh, and 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 you mentioned this the first time we talked today on people that have your back. That's the most important. And I feel the same way because I know running my mouth on here costs. If I feel like the show would be a lot worse if I just sat here and did the same damn fishing podcast that 150 other people do, and they're not any good. Okay, it's like you're saying about the fishing videos. And I'm not saying my podcast is the best by any means, but I also know that it's not the same. Like, I'm not afraid to put my neck out there is what I mean. And I know there are companies, I've lost sponsors because I speak my mind. Like, I can name them, but I'm not going to waste your time. You can do the math on the ones that I've had on the show that I don't have anymore. But I know that's the reason when you don't get re-signed, and that's fine. Um, It's... You know, because I would rather be supported by people that have my back, like which is what you laid mention to earlier, yeah. right? Because I'm just going to yep. be me, right, wrong, or indifferent. I, I am, and that's that's what you should want us be a part of. One hundred percent. If and if you're what... if you're going into business with somebody, let me rephrase. If I'm not your cup of tea, that's fine. I don't judge you for that. But what I'm saying is, yeah. if you sign on with me, you know what you get from the beginning. Don't act a year in like, oh my god, I had no idea you spoke your mind. Uh, right. okay. Well, maybe do some <laughs> research. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, you know, this for the same reasons that your show is as popular as it is. It sticks out like it does. It's hundred percent authentic. Um, and it's very popular. This is the same reason that, you know, I, I'm the way I am. And, and I, I've got the group of companies that I work with now that are, fantastic um we're all like-minded individuals i don't i want i want to continue to work with people like that i don't want to work with somebody that comes in and 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 tries to filter me or tell me what i can and can't say or how i have to act that's that that's not gonna fly and that's it's not i'm not saying that negative against them i'm just saying that is we just can't do business together yeah we may still be friends and stuff and and whatnot we may talk often but you know how i am i know how you are we just won't do business together right i mean that's that's how it is and 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 on top of that is the same thing it goes to the organizations that you fish like i want somebody that i want companies that are behind me for who i am just like you want companies working with you because they know how you are not because of where i fish at the current time you know they just have your back no matter what. Yeah, no matter exactly. where the journey takes you, which which brings me to, and we talked this earlier as well, and we keep saying that, but but uh, there's an hour of lost Zach Burge and Luke Duncan footage that will never be seen, ladies and gentlemen. So it's, it's, it's in the ether. Uh, same thing happened last week. But, uh, you know, I asked you earlier, and I want to ask you again for the folks to hear because I think it's very important to hear because it's, it's an interesting statement, and I think, for, for Because fans have been on both sides of the fence of this since the beginning. I think things started calming down really last year. I really believe that. When BPT went to the five fish thing, it's been a great year. Until this Cayuga deal, it's been a really good year on the BPT. Period. End of story. It has been. There's been some great storylines. The events have been great. Um, it's been fantastic. Cayuga was nuts. It is what it is. Um, but that being said, you have a lot of fans that pick sides, right? And it would be easy for a Bassmaster fan to go, Zach Burge, if you don't like the things that are going on, get your ass in the opens. But talk about why that is such a difficult decision when you are at the level of the sport, which is the highest level. The Bassmaster elites and BPT are as high as you can go. It's hard to qualify. It's hard to get there. But talk about why that's a tough decision. Well, it's it's tough for a number of reasons. And unless you're like a Bobby Lane or somebody that's won 
that's been on both sides, fished this, won that, won over here, and now you're like, all right, well, the only thing left that I haven't won that I really want to win is a classic, then you can drop everything and go do that. And you're established enough that the people that are behind you are going to continue to work with you until you accomplish that task, right? So someone like me, I've worked really hard to get where I am with BPT. I qualified for the SLW tour the right way. And I got an invite to get over here, which was a no-brainer. It was 100% that move had to happen. But I can't walk away from this and just say, it. no matter where I were to go, like, I can't, if I were to go fish opens, I just can't drop this and go do those. Um, it wouldn't make sense from my standpoint. Um, I would just have to fit the schedule in if it worked out, which now it probably never will. Mm-hmm. Um, having to fish all night and yeah, you skip a BPT, you get suspended. So it's, it's tough. It's really tough to do. And it's not something that I want to do. Like if you're truly that unhappy and you just say, screw it, I want to fish the elites, go ahead. That's, you know, do what you feel like you need to do. But for, for me, looking at it as a business on my standpoint, I've got to continue to perform at the top level while I transfer to something else, if that were the case. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's just my, my perspective on it. It's very, very hard to, to, to get in, you know, a group of anglers, you know, the opens, I think there's over 200 guys fishing those. And <laughs> they're all like, I would say it's 75% are lions yes. trying to, to get all they can get. And the same thing with the invitations, you know, that's yes. a solid group of guys. there trying to get to BPT and you look at, the handful of guys that are coming over that just finished up at lacrosse. Yes. There's not one person in that top 10 that will not take your money at some point. That's right. So it's not an easy task to say, I'm going to stop this to go over there and do that because it's not guaranteed by any means. There's guys that have quit that may not ever fish again at that level. Listen, I think it, I call the opens bass fishing purgatory for a reason. We've seen guys try to qualify for years that are fantastic anglers. Keep that in mind. Just because you go fish those, I'm not knocking you because you don't just immediately qualify. Jason Christie is a freak of nature, right? And he ran back through them, okay? But he also had a very special year in the Opens. Uh, But that being said, that is a difficult process. And I think that's the fear whether you're on the elites and you have a couple bad seasons and you get bumped back to the opens, whether you're like, hey, I don't really like where this BPT thing is headed. Because I talked to some guys at ICAST that told me, I'm ready for a change. I'm fixing to make a big change. And I'm like, and I just want to say, yeah, good luck. Good luck right, to you right. because it's it's easier said than done, man. You're seeing that with Ish and Bobby. It is not easy. It is not like it was 20 years ago. It's just not. The fisherman, the average guy in the open, like you said, he's a lion. They are so much better than they used to be. And look, the same thing goes for BFLs, Toyotas, the Invitationals, MPFL, whatever you're competing in, fishermen are better now. They are. They're better than they've ever been. It used to be really the haves and have-nots, right? I would say you had 10 dudes that pummeled the rest of the field a lot of times back in the day. Dude, these guys now, and you know it better than anybody, you've been in the game eight years now, it's more difficult, dude. I don't care what level you're at. It is way more difficult. 100%. I mean, every single tournament you watch, if you look at the weights, like like St. Clair right now, oh they're fishing God. today. Oh my look God. at the weights from the first day, from the second day, and today. It's unbelievable. Unreal. You know, you can't just show up there. Guys call it like 16 and 19, and they're at the very bottom of going home. the results. Yeah, yeah, they're driving home today. Yeah. And they didn't They did not catch them. They didn't suck. They just – Yeah. They didn't <laughs> suck. They just sucked a little bit. Well, off the – it's it's like the uh, the pace in a NASCAR race, like right? Like you're a lap off. <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. Getting, you're getting lapped because everybody else caught 20 pounds a day. You caught fish, you just didn't catch the right quality and just an absolute damn slugfest. Because uh, yep. when you guys were there, I said, St. Clair might be dead. Just because the weights weren't that good compared to the FLW event we fished there in like 2018, which was just absurd. 
um, right. that event, but this elite's more in line. I, I think the fish are further along, and it's showing out, man. It's good to see because I, I had heard some things about that lake coming out of COVID that it really was struggling um, yeah. because of fishing pressure and stuff. But the weights this week, damn, it don't look like it. It looks like it's yeah, St. Clair of old this week. It's doing really good. And I, when I was there a couple weeks ago, I, I mean, I caught like 40 a day. I just, That's awesome. I just didn't get on the right size. I was just on a different class of fish. Just, I really knew what I needed to do, and I just had one of those times where it's so hard to get away from reeling one in about every five minutes to make myself go try to catch a bigger one. Yeah. You catch a three-pounder, a three-pounder, a three-pounder, a three-pounder. You think the next one eventually is going to be a four or a five. No, it's they're all three pounders till you get around a class of fours and fives. Do you think that because uh, I, I, I believe this that northern events are fun, but I think to me they were always the most frustrating because of what you just said. You're going to get a gajillion bites when you're there, but if they're not three and a halves and three and three quarters, say like on a Lake Champlain or whatever, if they're not that better than average, you get your ass kicked. You're going to catch a hundred and you're going to catch. However many over three, but if they're not three six to <laughs> three ten, you're you're getting your ass kicked, and it's like it's so frustrating, dude. So frustrating because you're having fun, and then you get back to the weigh-in, and then you're just pissed off. You're exactly right. That's that's exactly the way every northern tournament I've had has went. Uh, Cayuga, I've done well there both times, but man, Saint Clair, Erie, Champlain. If you're not on like a half pound uh, heavier class of fish or quarter pound, quarter, you know, normal, it is a jump in places. It's just that you catch so many, you know, you catch so many three pounds, you know, catch five, three and a quarters, and three and a halves. You're going to be 40, 30, 40 places further down the standings. Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. And 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 you strike me as a guy though, because you've had a lot of success in the fall on different things. You don't mind an old grinder either. Like if it's a twelve pound a day grinder, you can go throw an old square bill around. You're like, eh, I'm good with that. That's just that Oklahoma uh, angler in you, in my opinion. You, you're 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 okay with it not being a slugfest. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay. With it. Hey, we still got you. Hello. Might have lost Zach Verge. Can you hear me? I think I got you back now. Are you okay. there? It's, sw- <laughs> it's like yeah, switching some towers. Some switched over on my phone. I don't know what happened. No, you're, you're good. We lost you for a second there, but you were talking about uh, the, you know, if you don't catch the right average fish, obviously go home. And then I said, uh, well, you, you like an old grinder, and you do, man. And, and I think that – when you sit at home and you watch those events, you're like, damn, that looks fun. But mentally, they are freaking frustrating. They just are. Yeah, they really are. I prefer the I prefer the grinders versus the you catch 50 at the you, you still end up at the bottom of the pack. Yeah, and you're 18 hours from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a long way to go. Back to good old Oaky land. <laughs> That's right. It's a I, lot of time to sit there and think. Be pissed off. I'll never forget my first trip to uh, the first year I fished FLW. I went to Champlain. And, dude, I mean, this was before everybody had floggers. I don't think there was anybody in the damn tournament that had a flogger. And we are catching them on the bed, dude, and they're everywhere. And I swear to God, if I caught one a day, I caught 100 or more. It was ridiculous. I could catch them on whatever one to catch them on. I would drop the trolling rod on this big flat every morning and just fish until it was time to go in and just catch them all day, me and my co-anglers. And I had, like, I finished way down there. I don't remember. Missed the cut. and uh, But I had, like, over 15 a day. But I'll never forget my wife calling me. And she's like, well, it looked like you had fun. And. And those are pretty small, Matthew Wade in, and she's just trying to be nice in Tennessee. And I'm 19 hours from home, and I'm like 80th with 15 pounds. And I'm like, I hate this shit. I hate this place. I'm so mad. <laughs> and I'd had one of the most fun days, my co-angler and I, out there, high five. Oh, man, this is great. And you know you're getting your ass kicked the whole time. But it's as a fisherman, it's like it's hard to go, well, this sucks. But they weigh three yeah. pounds instead of three and a half. And I'll never forget rooming with Strader, and he had – three and a half pounders every day and he ended up making all the way to the top 10 and we were fishing yeah. the same general area and it's just like dude 
the the story on in the standings doesn't tell it. Like you're dialed, you've got it going on, but you just don't come across those those little bit better than average fish. And so damn frustrating though. And and you're right, that is a long long ride home uh, from up there when you don't have the events you want to have. Good God, that's a long ride. No doubt. You can't get there from my house in southern middle Tennessee. <laughs> Trust me. Like, you you just can't. Uh, well, all right, dude. So, going into Saginaw Bay, what do you got to have finish-wise to jump up there and, and make it back to Redcrest at Lay Lake next year? Uh, and I think I'm, like, 11 spots out. It's, like, 35 points or something. Um, I, I, I think a top 20 would be close, but – I really feel like top 10 would be for sure. I think for sure get me in. Um, so that goes, and I, you know, like I said earlier, if you had, if I had looked at it, I'd made a decision before the MTFL was there and the coverage that went on, I probably would have said, man, I'm just going to go largemouth fishing and I'm just going to pound their teeth in until I catch 16, 17 pounds, hopefully, and, and you know, get lucky and catch a couple of them bigger ones which it seems like you catch an absolute pile, but it's hard to catch big, large mouth. Um, but smallmouth, on the other hand, seems like you can catch them, weather permitting and uh, maybe a little tougher, but average weight-wise is much better, it seems like. So from, my stand, from where I'm standing in points and what I need to do, where I need to finish – I really need to put all my eggs into that smallmouth basket and and try to make that work. Now, you know, obviously, if it's sucking, I can run to the bank or run somewhere and catch five largemouth and be able, you know, not finish dead last. I feel like, um, but in order for me to get where I need to get, I need five large five smallmouth a day. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting fishery, man, because it's healthy on both sides. Both brands up there, smallie and largemouth, they're they're healthy. Um, like you said, it 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 does seem like numbers from the MPFL, you know, what you just watched there. It's it's interesting to uh to see. We've been there two years in a row and it's I, I said this um to you, it's daunting to me to think about putting my boat in up there and having to fish a derby because it's just so freaking massive, man. There's so much water to cover in two days of practice. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, when you look at it on a map, you know, you look at it and you kind of, if you, if you're zoomed out a good ways, you can look over and see St. Clair. Yeah. And for reference, St. Clair is a big body of water for us, for <laughs> yeah. it looking smaller compared to the other great lakes. Right. So yeah. when you look at it, you go, okay, Saginaw is bigger on the map than, St. Clair, but St. Clair is massive when you put a boat on it and start running around trying to find fish. Yes, 20-foot bass boat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you get lost pretty quick on St. Clair. Yeah, so, you know, it, two days of practice is a very minimal amount of time to, to get on something really well. I'm just hoping to get a couple of clues to lead me in the right direction. And, um, you know, we mentioned it earlier, unlike most guys having to – take off from the river and idle the 45 minutes out and then run 40 miles to catch smallmouth or however far we'll actually be able to pick up our official and trailer i believe they're going to let us do this event so that'll help it'll help with some weather to an extent um you know and it'll also give us a little bit more time during the day to fish for them yeah, when you don't have to worry about runtime, that is one thing I love about BPT. I love that rule, and you can obviously do it because you don't have a way in, and all the every all the scoring goes on in the boat, so it doesn't matter. And uh, I love that because you're not making the crazy runs. And I get that's all part of strategy when you have a way in that it is, and it's it's the same for everybody to a certain degree. But I do love that aspect that you fish until the till the bell rings and you can go in a big lake situation like this, a great lake scenario, they'll let you trailer around. I remember when you guys were on Sturgeon Bay and got to do that a couple of years ago. And I thought that was, that was awesome. Yeah. That, that part is really cool. And, 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 you know, you don't have to beat your stuff up. You don't have to mandatory drive back, you know, two hours and four or five footers. You just, you know, you can, if you launch somewhere fairly close, you can, 
ease out there, fish until the buzzer rings, and then you just kind of ease your way back in, load up, drive around, which is it's it's good on everybody, you know, us, the officials, and our equipment. You know, we don't beat our equipment up as bad as as a, a lot of guys would have to, which is nice. Oh, we beat some up up there in an MPFL now. <laughs> I don't know if you I listen to the Trent it. Palmer I podcast. See. Old Trent beat everything he had up twice. <laughs> Poor it seemed Trent. like every time I saw uh, a clip of him, he was fixing something. He was, yeah, man. He, uh, yeah, we we had uh, we need to start a new segment that like the Sonar Pros, uh, you know, freaking technical breakdown or something thing where he's showing you how to work on something because that's all trent did for three damn days up there i feel like but hey he's uh he's smiling with that 100k check he's all right he ain't worried about it but absolutely he he did though man he limped through what a what a wild event and and we did man we had crazy crazy weather um up there every single day it felt like until the last day and then even on a day where the guys all felt like, okay, it's going to be our best day to fish offshore. It's still by 11 o'clock, a wind popped up that they weren't really forecasting and it got rowdy again and it turned yep. into a, a pretty long ride back for them again. So, uh, you guys being able to put in close, that'll certainly help. And it was funny earlier today, I was on Instagram and, uh, Alton Jones Jr. had posted, he was on the side of Saginaw up there. He'd already made it to his, his place for the week. And it's just, I mean, it's just pounding dude on the shore and he goes well looks looks like a fun day on Saginaw I said well dude to be fair that's like four or five days a week you know that it does that up there it's big 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 water up there and and the Great Lakes seem to each Great Lake seems to create its own weather systems like truly it's like the ocean it's amazing how it works it's wild man I saw that too and it's it looked gnarly I don't I I you know, as much fun as it is to come up here and catch a big smallmouth and just catch numbers of fish, the Great Lakes are not somewhere to take a bass boat. Just no. on, a, on, a, on an everyday basis. It is so hard on equipment. It's so hard on your body. It is tough to get around. Damn I man. always, I get up here and I, I'm going to get so excited to fish. I get so excited catching fish. And here I am when I'm running, I'm like messing myself. I'm getting stupid. <laughs> on a while we're up here, on a while we're fishing a bass tournament, yeah. Great Lakes. Yeah, I get mad while we're running around, but then I sit down and I start fishing. I, I hook in another one, hook in another one, hook in another one. It's like, all right, this ain't too bad, but the next run, I'm cussing it again. Of course, yeah, you, you cuss because you got to wear your rain gear on a damn Wednesday and it's 70 degrees outside and beautiful because you're soaking wet because you're taking them from every damn angle. Dude, I have been yep. so pissed off. I, I love that, that you said that, because I have been so pissed off so many times in big water tournaments just like all but punching the steering wheel like why are we here in bass boats and then you stop and you catch a five pound brown one and you go this is why we're here and then you go to your next spot and you're like i hate everybody i'm calling bill taylor bill i swear to god meet me at the ramp i'll fight you for bringing us this shithole where i'm breaking my equipment in half and then you get passed by some dude in a 30 foot walleye boat with his freaking kicker motor and he's just like see you bro and you're in your 20 foot bass boat I'll ne- one time I was running in my Ranger uh, back, I guess it might have been that 18 tournament, and I had my little buddy Michael Brewer fishes MPFL. He was fishing co-angler. And, dude, we ran all the way to Canada at St. Clair, and coming back, my console busted, and my dual grass ended up in my lap. Like 20 oh miles from where we were going. It's getting dark, and I was, I've never, okay, ever been that mad ever and 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 also and you're trying to drive and i'm unhooking graphs and when i'm in the middle i can't see the damn bank i need my graphs i i went to home depot that night we got back i was all but freaking uh just kidneys shatter (laughs) like this is terrible ride um because we went from anchor bay all the way to like the mouth of the detroit river that day and it blew and i put in up at anchor bay like an idiot and so yep. didn't look at the forecast at all, just sent it. And we went to Home Depot that night when we got back. I could barely walk. He could barely walk, beat all to hell. And I got bought lag bolts, and I lag bolted <laughs> my graph mount back to that console with big-ass lag bolts, and I sold that Ranger. So whoever ended up with it, whoever's got it now, you got a lag. You still got, I bet they're still in there, though, dude. I guarantee they're I- still in there. <laughs> I guarantee it. They're stuck all, to that. It was the only thing stick. that I could do. Like, you know what I mean? I, that's all I could think of. And Michael goes, well, dude, you ought to just 
lag bolted. I'm like, well, hell, let's let's do that. And so what meat I found left in the console, that's what we did. But, dude, I did. It broke. It gave way. And those damn graphs hit me right in the freaking lap. I'm trying to drive, and I'm like, I swear to God, man, if Bill Taylor's at the ramp when I get there, I'm fighting Bill Taylor. The only thing the only thing left to happen with that scenario is what happened to Brandon Mosley at the Super Tournament when his whole console fell in his lap. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> he was, we, we had all ran from uh, Sandusky oh, yeah. all the way to St. Clair. Yeah. And he, we were on our way back. I was just about to leave, and he called me. He said, man, where you at? He said, my, I broke down. My console just fell in my lap. I'm trying to drive with a console sitting in my lap, <laughs> trying to use the hot foot. I said, dude, take your boat to the bank. I'll come pick you up. I had to go pick him oh up, haul him all the way back to weigh in. Then he had to get his truck and go all the way back and get it and fix it that night before the next day. Dear yeah, God. Yeah, so there is there was there was only a, one more uh, scenario that could have played out after your life. Well, well, you can lose a troll. <laughs> Sam George dumped a trolling motor in the middle of Erie one time. It bolt sheared right off uh, in an open years ago. He sent it on a day he shouldn't have and uh, and lost a trolling motor. Uh, I remember that event you're talking about, that super tournament. That's the one Lucas won, I think. Yes. And everybody was running to St. Clair, a good, good majority of people. I remember the pictures from that one. There were some crushed fiberglass. There was a lot of uh, – a lot of beat up bass boats after that one. Trolling motors broke and consoles broke. But I think I remember the picture of Mosley, um, all his gear. That's just insane, dude. Just insane. It was wild. And and think though, people do fish that way a lot up there. But they know the days they can go and the days they can't. But those those bodies of water, I've, I'm, I'm like you. You spent a lot of time around the Gulf Coast and you've saltwater fished. I mean, dude, it's no different. It's no different yep. than going to Pensacola or Orange Beach or wherever and going, I'm going to take this bass boat 20 miles out here and try to catch some of these red snapper. It, there's zero difference. Zero difference. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And, and, and I say that to say none of us would do that for the most part. Correct. <laughs> in our right mind. But by God, you make it freshwater and you put some little brown smallmouth out there, we're going to send it every time. I know Zach Burge is going to send it. You are full tilt all the way. All the time. And I, I sent it to St. Clair that tournament and back. And I don't necessarily know that that was a good decision, but I got a check <laughs> out of it. So it was all good after the tournament. You're probably still a little beat up from it. I, hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who sent it past me. I was driving and uh, I, I just got a brand new boat because uh, I had a fire that year. That's when I had uh, oh, yeah. Charger caught fire, right? So at that time, Basscat built a boat and got it to me really quick, which was great. But they, uh, so I was, I was still, I was still getting the boat situated because it was brand new. I just put everything on it. And so I was kind of taking it easy going over there and here comes out junior by me <laughs> straight up sending it. I'm talking, we're in like big waves, like big waves. And he just comes by me like I'm standing still. I'm sure he had a sore back. And he had to broke something by the time he got where he was going. Because, I, I mean, I was running like, I want to say like 18, maybe 20. <laughs> and he had to been doing 30. Dear God. I'm, I'm pretty sure his boat spent more time out of the water than it did in. See, that, I'm that good trip. on all that, dude. I'm too old for that shit. I don't want any part of that. No. Uh, I'm good on all that. That's kind of what I was thinking when he went by me. I was like, man, there ain't no way. You're like, God bless you. I hope you catch them when you get there, buddy. <laughs> but you have to get there in one piece, too. And I and I know boats are of better quality than they've ever been. But, dude, that that constant hammering on your transom, on your uh, trolling motor, you know, the way it's mounted on the console, like we've said, on your graph mounts. I mean, dude, it takes a damn toll. Whether you see it right then or not, I'll promise you it does take a toll. 100%. It's no matter how good your boat's built how tough you think it is it still takes a toll on it there's no some doubt. screws coming loose somewhere in that yep. kind of deal or some stress cracks that you ain't seeing <laughs> i'll assure yeah, you because exactly. it's just fiberglass at the end of the day zach birds <laughs> try not to put any stress cracks on anything and your back don't do anything to your discs this week like send it but uh get you a top 10 and make it back out of there without taking too many over the front <laughs> this week. Hopefully the weather lays down for you guys. Because, man, it is uh, – I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do being a couple of weeks later than the MPFL boys and uh, seeing weight-wise what happens up there for you guys. It's going to be a fun one to watch. I'm looking forward to watching it as a fan this week. Yep. 
I'm excited. We'll do our best. All right, buddy. Will you uh, you send it and uh, best of luck to you. And uh, you know, if anybody does anything crazy on camera this week, man, you'll just whip their ass the next week. How about that? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, we'll get rowdy with them. Zach Burge, everybody. Thank you, buddy. See ya. Zach Burge, right there. We uh, grateful for Zach, just like I'm grateful for each and every low lifer that tunes in. Zach's always uh, he's always a low lifer favorite. And uh, he's a veteran here on LBL. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I'm going to take y'all out with some Biloxi Blues. Headed to the Express Boats dealer meeting where, while you guys are listening to this, I um, just know that I got to hang out with Bo Jackson. The Bo Jackson. Bo knows. Humble brag of the week for me right there. He's going to be at the Express Boats dealer meeting. I can't wait. I'm going to be playing a little music out there as well. It's a, it's a really opera, awesome opportunity hanging with my Express Boats family, but uh, I'm sure I'll have some wild stories next week. And, dude, I'm going to try to get Bo Jackson on a podcast. We're we just going to hit old Bo Nose up and uh, talk to him about his Express and stuff. But we're going we're gonna to try that for sure. All right, go take you out with Biloxi Blues. Appreciate y'all. See y'all next week. See It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine The summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway does not Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.